It's time for another power-packed episode of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Each week, Dr. Mike is committed to addressing real life, sometimes polarizing and controversial issues, while offering practical and informed insight. Listen in as we discuss hot topics that matter to us and the communities we live in. What's up, Headspacers? We are here. We are here in the virtual studio of Headspace with Dr. Mike. Want to welcome you here. Look what we have in the studio with us today. Mitchell Napper, the one, the only. Look at him with the red hat and the black shirt. Chilling. Good morning. Chilling. How are you? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. As you all know, Christy is uh, getting herself together for a wonderful trip to Costa Rica. And she and her husband, they, they, they've been needing some time away. So I am jealous of them because they're getting ready to get some ocean Although there's a lot going on in the ocean, so I hope uh, I hope things are going all right with them. You know, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a there's a storm out on the ocean, and it's moving this away. <laughs> I'm really sick. I'm really sick for that right now. So uh, I want to give a shout out, special shout out to those of you who are tuning in. Via our live broadcast, we try to broadcast on Saturdays at 11 a.m. I wish I could say it's every Saturday, but you know, life happens, and so we don't. We're not able to make every Saturday, but we try to do most Saturdays. So 11 a.m. Facebook, YouTube, you guys are there. So thank you so much. Make sure you let us know in the chat that you are here, and also make sure you like, share, and everything to your peoples so we can get the folk. My mama is here, so we can get started. My mama is here. How are you, mama? And I also want to give a shout out to those of you who tune in via our podcast. We actually have Headspace with Dr. Mike on many different podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, Spotify, um, some other ones I've never even heard of. I know that our partners at Elevation Global Media Group, they uh, also have us on TuneIn. And so you can actually go into Alexa and say Headspace with Dr. Mike on TuneIn. I'm saying our latest episode broadcast. So we are getting there. And Mitchell, did you know that we are literally heard around the world? Oh, go ahead. We are literally heard around the world. I actually had some uh, listeners uh, let me know from Australia that they nice. tune in. And so, it's uh, you know, Australia is one of my favorite places. Make sure you like, share, tell the people about Headspace with Dr. Mike because we are a movement. We are a movement. So, you know what? Let's just go ahead and get in. Um, we got our head notes, petty politics. In full effect, it seems like the closer we get to election day in November, it just gets crazier and crazier. I, I don't even, you know, they like to show out when it's time for folk to vote for them, and I just, I just don't understand that. Like, man, man, well, you know, I mean, uh, we, we, it's like, what's up, Kevin from, from uh, Denver, Colorado? Good to see you, brother. Yeah, man, it's it's a lot. It's a lot going on now. Everybody's vying for the votes, and and you know, of course, we have um our former president, the the drama with him and his his. He, he, apparently, he's telling the news that as the president of the United States, he can just think. You can classify documents by thinking about it. <laughs> so I have a I have a story about that. When my aunt actually told me that when I got back home from school. When I went to her house from school, uh -huh. she couldn't even get the story out. She was laughing so hard. 
So I went to go find it and see like, okay, he couldn't have said those exact words. I was blatantly disappointed when I found out that he said, you can classify documents by just thinking about it. As the president of the state, I can just think it. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, they just come to I, I just have so many questions, but you know what? I I trust the process enough, but I'm skeptically optimistic. I just trust the process enough that the truth will be told. And you know, I regardless, and I had a conversation with one of my I don't know if I don't know if we're friends anymore, but I had a conversation with them nonetheless. And one of the things I just said was, um, you know, when Bill Clinton did what he did. I wasn't in support of all that. You know, there were things that he he did. I mean, look, wrong is wrong and right is right. And I think there comes a point where I get it if your dude is not the one that, um, you know, I just get it. So anyway, nonetheless, petty politics is going on. We just uh, we just have to pray for that whole process. The other thing that's come, coming up, and it's getting crazy, and again, I, I think because we live so far north, we're not as impacted by this perhaps, um, but the immigration situation. So, I mean, it's getting even crazier and crazier uh, because apparently it's coming out that um, these folk were kind of told one thing and they were kind of tricked into going, getting on the planes and heading to Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> they weren't told that they were going there until they were on the plane was what I heard. Yeah, there's, different there's different stories that's out there, like um, Governor DeSantis of Florida is saying that, you know, they were given a brochure with a map. And I, mean, I don't know how it's possible if half of them couldn't speak English. That's my question. Yeah. And then the other piece about it is, and, and this is why you always got to just check your sources. Apparently, this group are not just like the blatant, just they're crossing the river for the sake of getting over here so they can hide their drugs and sell their drugs in Compton. These are particularly are people who are here for asylum, like political asylum, like they are running for their lives. And there is a process for political asylees. Like it's it's not just the same as like a person just crosses the border and tries to, you know, become an American. It's right. These are people who actually like, and I mean, a lot of them are coming from Venezuela and, and Venezuela is crazy. Like their, their situation down there is just nuts. So it's a mess. Uh, I don't know. It's just such a mess all across the board. Cause... I'm still trying to process the, the fact they sent them to the most random place. I know that's not necessarily the topic, but like they sent them to the most random place ever. Yeah, like they were told they were going to go somewhere else, and then they land and like like Martha's Vineyard. What? I'm I'm still there. So <laughs> yeah, like why why Martha's Vineyard? Like why? Yeah, it is it is a little bizarre. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. And, and you know, yeah, you're right. <laughs> These politicians, dog, they like to show out before they like, okay, well, I, this is what happens. Now you can vote for me. Who? who, who? Apparently a lot. A lot. Um, and then on, on across the ocean, Russia is, is showing up. Uh, President Putin has said, um, look, if y'all interfere, we're going to do some nuclear stuff. And this is not a threat. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Putin Vlad is uh 
Yeah, he he wilding out too. I'm, he done lost his mind, hasn't he? Oh, I think he's lost his mind a long time ago. He he lost, and and this time God didn't give it back. And you know what's fascinating, Mitchell, about the whole thing because um, you know, our church is doing a whole um series on the end times, uh, the prophecies and all that stuff, and just really kind of just getting a handle on it. And you know, I, as we, I was listening to the Bible study on last Wednesday night. One of the thoughts I was thinking about was, I mean, I'm sure that the contemporaries of their time thought that they were living in the last days, you know, like I'm mm-hmm. sure there were even people like there were remnants of it when you start reading through the gospels where it's like sometimes they were like, you know, this is the last days, blah, blah, blah. So I'm sure everybody thinks they're living in the last days, right? And it's, so it's just fascinating to me because this looks like the last day. <laughs> It really does. Like, it really I mean, does. Like, I mean, and I guess for me, the whole, and you talk to me about this, because, you know, you're you're a little younger than I am. The whole idea of nuclear weapons, like, I think the science is clear that nuclear weapons, like, destroy the planet in the long term, and we don't recover from that. Like, have they not watched Star Trek? trek and star wars and superman and all that stuff to just see what can happen so i'm assuming that these people with such minds as putin and his friends i don't think they watch stuff like that i think it's more for i think it's more like for them they want to show just how powerful they are and i think in this case vladimir has been on some weird power trip like that's that's really what it feels like mm-hmm. is because like yo if you interfere i feel like it's not like okay well we're going to do this and we're going to do nuclear stuff it's mm-hmm. no i just want to show you how exactly powerful i am as a president or whatever mm-hmm. i want to show you how big i am so mm-hmm. i i i honestly i think they can care less about the the, mm-hmm. the what nuclear does to the planet because it does it does to confirm that it does destroy but I don't think that they necessarily care. I think intentionally that's their goal. A very sick goal, might I add, but I think that's their goal. So mm-hmm. I don't think that they would pay attention to that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, brother. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Like, do they really even care that it's going <laughs> to, like, they're not even there. They're trying to get their power and do what? Um, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's bananas, but he is wild. Yeah, it is wild. It is wild. This is a whole lot going on. But you know what? For this, we have Jesus, right? <laughs> this is what we At have. this point, people ask me, like, people ask me, like, when, you know, because I turn 18 um, pretty soon. And they're asking me, oh, well, who are you going to vote for? And I, I like, I'm being funny, but I'm not being funny when I say this. Like, I'm one of those people that will literally say, Jesus is my president. Oh. I'm one of those people. And I'm laughing, but I'm also kind of serious. Because you don't really know who. So so tell me about this. Like, what is the, you know, a lot of times, and I pick your brain a little bit, because I am coming to grips with the fact I am, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day, and I was talking to the fact that I am in my my mid-40s now, so I am truly a middle-aged person. And (laughs) and I'm, I'm becoming, I'm coming to grips with that. And so I do view the world through a, a different lens. You as a person who's about to be 18, you're looking at this, like, what? what is the thought on that? Like, do you guys believe in the process of voting? Do you guys believe in your voice being heard? Like, what, and I know, and, I, and again, this is unfair to make you the spokesperson for 
a, a, a huge generation. But like, tell me about that. Like, you're out there and about. What is the what is the environment like? So, from my point of view and perspective of like the, I guess little that I've seen thus far in my lifetime. Um, I did quotes because I'm only about to be 18, but it's. I'm gonna be real with you. It's horrifying, mm-hmm. like having having that right to vote. And I feel like to some extent, sometimes voting is pressure because like, oh well, what if this person all of a sudden goes rogue or whatever? Like it's pressure, but it's also like I need. I feel like my vote does count. Mm-hmm. Being a black male, mm-hmm. I feel like my vote counts a little less sometimes. Mm. But I do think that it counts. Um, why is that? Like you said, being a black man, why do you feel it counts less? Because a lot of black people stuff don't count. And if if I had to give you the shortest answer possible, that's the shortest answer I got for you. Is because this is America. And that statement in itself has a whole lot of weight to it. Because mm-hmm. of you know the bias history, all that kind of stuff. I don't have to sit here and give a history lesson, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think it's one of those things where because we're in that, like, I feel like now everything is being challenged, right? Like everything that you think, every every piece of history that you know, um, every person in history that you know, I feel like this is the point where we're gonna challenge that. And we want to know, is that person as credible as our history made him out to be? Or Mm -hmm. are they not as credible as our history made him out to be? And if we find out that our history has essentially fabricated stuff, of which we already know, but the more and more that we find out history is fabricating, how much more did they fabricate? Mm -hmm. And that's why stuff is being uncovered left and right. And that's why a lot of people are changing holidays, adding holidays, because... Well, that's just an example, but everything is being challenged. And with my generation, it's going to be. And I will say rightfully so, because it needs to be. I'm not going to sit here and keep believing that Christopher Columbus was the greatest man on earth and he Mm. discovered America. No, you Mm. just you won't tell me that you won't. Wow, Mitchell, you know that I mean, that is that is something important. We've talked about that on the show before, about just the idea of now that we've we've grown in the information age, right? We have access to more information and um, mores are different now, right? Like we growing up, adult tells me something, it's fact. Like it may not be fact. Um, it, it, it may not be fact, but we're told it was fact and therefore you weren't allowed to question it. And that is a difference, you know, that I'm gonna be honest with you, when I was your age in 18 or younger than 17, like we weren't allowed to really question, you know, starting with our parents, anybody who was older with us, it was considered taboo. You know, you, you're being disrespectful, you're being defiant. And so I do appreciate that about, you know, your generation in that, you know, you guys are like, wait a minute, like, but really, is that really what it is? Like, <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like it's not, this is me like i feel like it's not disrespectful like it's it would be different if we were aiming from a a disrespectful like motive and intent Mm -hmm. some of us really just be wanting to know Mm -hmm. and it's not necessarily that we're like well i'm not going to listen to you because i'm being defiant i'm not being defiant i just legit want to know like okay is that true like is this real like have, have have you been able to prove this 
and like is it a proven thing mm -hmm. no, consistently I'm proven yeah Mitchell, I think that's great, and I think that we need to do more of that. Kevin, just shout out to you. You said it's not that hard for an eighteen. Just you wait until you're thirty. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. I'm about to be eighteen, and I'm already like, "What am I doing? What is happening? What is happening?" Let's go ahead and take a quick break, and then I'll come back with my heads up for the month for the day. All right. 2020 gave birth to a lot of endeavors. Here in 2021, everyone has had to get in touch with their inner producer. Our man Garrett Brace is one of those guys you need on your team. We at Headspace with Dr. Michael clients of his as he ensures all of our audio files are crisp, clean, and cool. If you have any audio, video, and even lighting needs, hit him up at GWalt Services on Instagram. Remember, GWalt Services, servicing all your audio, video, and lighting needs. I was reflecting on my uh, devotions um, a couple days ago about just the change in seasons. And, um, you know, we'll talk about this maybe a little later, just about, you know, what we feel about the seasons. But, you know, as the weather's getting colder, um, cooler, not colder. Um, and as, you know, we're kind of making this point of transition, um, I was starting to just think about just what what happens when we transition right what happens in this, this 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 state of transformation that many of us are in um not only physically but some of us spiritually socially i know for me i'm going through a transformation with my health and i was reminded of ecclesiastes 3 that says for everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven a time to be born and a time to die a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted a time to kill and a time to heal a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to rend and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. It, it, one of the things that really just struck to me, struck out to me, was the fact that there is a time and place for everything. And um, you know, being that I believe that God is the center of everything, and 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 He sees everything, and He's perfect, and and that sort of thing, um, I, I have to believe that you know, every time we go through what we go through, um, there is a bigger bigger story. There's a bigger piece of it. And, um, and one of the pieces to that is understanding that as we're growing up, right, we grow up in this transformation that's taking place in our lives. Um, you think about the whole idea of a, of, a, of a butterfly that they go in as a caterpillar, they form the cocoon, and we don't get to see all that's going on in the chrysalis and, and all that sort of thing. But what we do see is when they break through that cocoon, they come out and they, they look different than when they went in. And, and and I'm reminded of that. You know, I'm going through a phase. You all, it's no 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 story about just my journey that I've been going through. And um, we were at a praise team rehearsal the other night, and uh, we were reflecting on one of the songs that we're singing tomorrow. And one of the things that we just started thinking about was just the fact that um, as I start going through my head of all that He has brought me through, I have no choice but to say, "Oh yes, you know, oh yes, He's been so good," and, and that sort of thing. And 
And I think about that and I think about just the transformation, um, the transformation period. And there are three pieces that come to my mind about transformation. First of all, transformation takes time. Um, a lot of times we get into this 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 age and this thought of, um, you know, we're used to getting what we want when we want it, right? You know, it gets to a point now where we order things online and what makes a decision about where we get it from is how long we can get it, how long it will take for us to get it. You know, if we if if I can order something by 10 o'clock in the morning and know that I'll have it before 10 o'clock that night, man, it's good, right? We we always talk about this convenient piece. And and I think a lot of times we sabotage ourselves in this period of transformation simply because it's taking too long, right? We're not getting it instantly. Um, I think about my weight loss journey and I think about how the, the fact that to become a 500 plus pound man did not happen overnight. Like I did not just one night just go on a feeding frenzy and eat over 10,000 calories. And then all of a sudden, bam, I woke up over 500 pounds. <laughs> that did not happen overnight. It happened through time. And so with that being said, if I'm going to reverse what was happened, watch this, what I say, it takes time. And so when you're talking about your transformation and this transition that you're in, know that it takes time. It's a process that has to happen, right? Remember what I always say, a process is a series of events that must take place in order for one big event to happen. And so understand it takes time. Here's the second piece. At times, your transformation period will seem very tedious. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is it's like, I feel like it's like wash and repeat. It's like, I'm not really doing anything extra. Like for instance, um, you know, the program that I'm on, I have my, my shakes that I, that I eat every two, drink every two hours. And to be honest with you, there are times where that just gets boring. It's like, man, I want something else, but it's tedious. It's something that I just have to do over and over and over again. But guess what? It's doing it over and over and over again that here I find myself four months into really making this thing happen. And I'm over 60 pounds lighter than I was when I started. And that 60 pounds, it's gone, but it took time and it was tedious. It, it, over and over, I got to do some of the same things, you know, and, and those are things that we have to pay attention to. But here's the last piece. And this is the part that, um, that really gets us. Not only does it take time, not only is it tedious, but the last piece is very important to remember. It can be tumultuous. Um, when you're going through your transformation period, know that it's not always going to be rubies and diamonds, silver and gold. It's not always going to be apples and apples and corn muffins. It's going to be, sometimes it's going to be, you're going to lose some friends. Sometimes you're going to be in a situation where you're uncomfortable. Sometimes you're going to be in a situation where you have to, um, kind of, um, put yourself in a situation where you're sitting there all alone. Right. But know that in the end you will come out of that cocoon as a butterfly fully changed moving into what the next part of you oh yes what the next stage of your destiny is but you have to go through that process of transformation so with that being said i just want to encourage you all uh for for that um be encouraged as you're going through your transformation periods know that this transition is a process transformation is a process and that's your heads up. Follow the Headspace with Dr. Mike show on all social media platforms at Headspace DM. We want to keep you up to date on all of our hot topics and keep the dialogue going even after the show. 
We also value what's important to you and your community. DM your show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook. The next time you log on, you may hear Dr. Mike discussing the very topic or issue close to your heart. Thank you, Boo. My Boo is watching. She said, God is always with you every step of the way. Amen. I know that's right. I know that's right. A word. That's a word. A word. So, Mitchell, have you seen any of the lanternflies? I have not. I won't lie to you. I have not. Apparently, they are infesting us. Is that a word? Infesting? There's an infestation of lanternflies. And these things about about it. Apparently, they they're pretty. They look nice, but apparently they wreak havoc. But they don't bite us. They don't sting us. They don't. They, they actually let's keep it real. They don't really care about us. <laughs> Not concerned. But they are apparently they are bad to our environment. Like um, they suck the life out of trees and leaves and plants and fruits and they don't have a natural predator so that means you know they came from southeast asia man let me tell you something the birds they have in southeast asia australia it's like a whole new world Mm -mm. the fact that the bug doesn't have a natural predator that's a problem that's the issue i honestly i think bug i think bugs in general are just are just Spawns of sin. I just, I can't stand them. Spawns of what? Spawns of sin. Spawns of sin. I can't do it. I hate them. I hate bugs. I hate them. <laughs> I'm with you. I just, I'm not a fan of bugs either. I feel so violated when they like do what they do. Them and rodents. Like they just, they're just, they just violate. Ooh, ooh. I was, you know what? I, where was I? I was outside just, I mean, just sitting. I think I was talking to you. I was outside just sitting, minding my business. I went in the house, legs was just, it was mosquitoes, but, and it was, we were still in fairly in a good portion of summer. Legs was ate up. I'm looking at it, cause I'm scratching. I'm like, okay, I know these mosquitoes didn't bite me like this in 10 minutes, in 10 minutes time. Sweet berry, what do they call it? Sweet berry juice? There's something in our veins. Man, that they love they love that sweet nectar, I guess. I don't know. I, all I know is that they're telling us that if you see these, and I've never heard this before. Have you where they say if you see it, kill it? Like they're 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 they're, <laughs> they're that ain't no problem. What you said that's not an issue. That ain't no problem. <laughs> that ain't no problem. You said that's not an issue. If you see it, kill it. Okay. All right, that's what we gotta do with the land flies. So if y'all see the land flies. Kill, kill them, kill them, because we can't. They don't. They don't have anybody else. I guess we. I guess we are the natural predator of the. I guess so. I guess so. I guess that's how that works. So, your girl Juanita Bonham, she she likes to stay in the headlines. Um, do you watch? Do you watch? Uh, um, not it's not Kev on stage. Is it not Carlton Banks? No, no, no. There was another guy. I think Mimes be like. Who he has this thing with Juanita Bot Juanita Bottom and Kim Burrell. Like he just whenever he gets a chance to throw shade at oh, he does it. <laughs> he manages to. Because um one of my favorite is the one the clip where he always refers back to when she talks about the custom spirit. 
spirit will hijack you. That custom spirit will hijack you. She said, that custom spirit will hijack you. She said, you'll bump your toe and be like, oh, did I just say that? I said that. And she was so confident about it, too. She said, that spirit will hijack you. She um, said, the thing will anyway, hijack you. Um, 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 Lady Lady Bynum, I don't know if she's what is she now? Like, is she a apostle, a epistle? I've always called her Dr. Juanita Bynum. Is she? I, actually, I really don't know. I've always called her Dr. Juanita Bynum. She was a pastor at one point. Anyway, she is making some waves because she has a school and it's she's charging how much for it? Like $1,500. Wait a minute. Now, who is the school for? It's I think it's I think it's open for the general public. Um, I think people school. have mm-hmm, I think people have to register for the course, but there's a lot in the course. I heard there is a lot in the course that I saw. Like it was like prayer sessions and all that kind of stuff. And you walk away with some of her stuff and like some oil or something like that. Her oil? Mm-hmm. She has her own oil? I think so. So is this fifteen hundred a session or like fifteen hundred and you get to be a part of this whole fifteen hundred for the total thing? I guess that's not unrealistic. I mean, you know. Let me, let me tell you, Juanita Bynum got the money. Juanita Bynum got the time. Juanita Bynum got the name to be charging folk fifteen hundred for prep school. And I'm I'm being dead serious when I say this. Juanita Bynum may go down as one of the most famous female preachers in history. Really? I think Juanita Bynum will go down as one of the... Juanita Bynum's been everywhere. Huh. She probably didn't travel this world twice. Juanita Bynum will probably go down as one of the greatest female preachers in history. And she we have... Mind you, this is... Hmm? And she started as a flight attendant. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Because Juanita Bynum, mind you, <clears throat> Juanita Bynum is not new to this at all. When we know that, but I think controversy or not, she's probably going to go down as one of the greatest. She probably she didn't travel this world twice. She didn't work with everybody. I think she done met a few presidents. Hmm. She got her own gospel. She got her she got her own whole gospel album. She got books. No more sheets. Probably saved a few people's lives. Hmm. I think she for fifteen hundred Juanita Bynum. This sounds about right. Now she got her own studios. Okay. Okay. Well, you know what? If you were interested in uh, being a better prayer, having a better prayer life, perhaps you can go ahead and find your $1,500 and you can go participate in her, is it called No More Sheets Prayer School or just? I really, I was, now this is a funny moment. I was pulling for No More Sheets, but I don't think it's No More Sheets. I was pulling for it though. I was pulling for it. Hmm. I was pulling for that. Is she participating in Woman Dot Loose? Because I think that was that was going on this week too. You know, I don't know. I really don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised if they if she had popped up because you know she. I mean she she did almost every year, ain't she? Okay, yeah, true. So speaking of 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 queens <laughs> in their own right, uh, we laid to rest um, the Queen of England. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II. We talked about it a little bit last week about just the, the, all the pomp and circumstance that was going along with it. Um, 
And what's fascinating was we talk about Aretha Franklin's funeral that lasted like eight, eight hours, nine hours. But um, the Queen of England's, hers was pretty long too. But she just had different parts. That was purely processional. The funeral, the funeral was short. The funeral that was, was short. That was that was purely the processional. Funerals were short. That's right. <laughs> the service itself, the service itself was short. The two services the, combined were shorter. The two services combined were shorter than most funerals we go to here and in, 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 in where we're at. Right. It was Her a lot of, you're was, right. Most of it was the because you're right, because they had to do the they had to do the walk, they had to walk the coffin. From one part of the building to the other, that was a processional, and they couldn't do you know they couldn't just walk it. They had the had the drums and the the the. I mean, I'm not gonna lie though. The band was the band was bopping. You know, I wasn't I wasn't mad at the band. <laughs> I ended up watching the funeral in school because apparently the funeral came on like five o'clock in the morning, and I was, morning, yeah. I wasn't getting up five o'clock in the morning I, to watch yeah, nobody's yeah. funeral. Yeah, yeah. So I caught it my first second and like third period of school before they had you know buried her and everything and i caught the processional i think the funeral was over by the time i got to it the the, the reason why it was so long was processional it had to be there's yeah, just had to walk, no they had to walk the coffin from the church to the place where they go put it in the hearse then they had to take it in the hearse to windsor and then from windsor they had to walk it <laughs> It was processional. There's this one video on Instagram that I'm so sick of people. When they were lowering the, while they were walking the queen, they had I shall wear a crown. I shall wear a crown, yep. Mm-hmm. Planning the, and I was, I like, I, I really wanted to just, I wanted to delete my account. Well, here's the funny part. We go, we've been to funerals where I should, I mean, that's a funeral song, right? That's a funeral song. But in this one, there was a crown involved. I think that would have made it even just more. That's what made it. I feel like that's what made it better is that they played that song. Wow. I also seen another video where they were, they were processing from, I don't know if it was Windsor to wherever they were going, but they were in the street. Somebody had nerve to put Jermaine Hawkins. Which one? I'm going away. Not that one. Mm-mm. Which one? A going, up going up yonder. Going up yonder. I'm going up yonder. I was so sick. That day her funeral happened, I was sick of Instagram. I was sick of it. And we as people have no chill, and I, I need y'all to calm down. <laughs> I need y'all to find some decorum. Hilarious, hilarious. Well, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and then we're gonna come on back. Our world is filled with polarizing topics that land most people on one side or the other. The Headspace with Dr. Mike team isn't afraid to take them on. Monthly, we will invite people on both sides of some of the most controversial topics from the serious to the silly to debate their positions. We look forward to charged discussions that will inform and entertain. DM your head-to-head show ideas to us on Instagram or Facebook at Headspace DM. So I always joke with you about, you know, and I'm talking about I'm coming to embrace um Coming to embrace the fact that I am taking on uncle status now. So I, I'm having a conversation with um, 
some of my coworkers and colleagues and stuff, and we always talk about the differences in generations. I think we got a little virtual. Um, and so that always want to just ask questions about is so what is professionalism for your generation? And, and the only reason why I ask is I feel like the rules have changed. And I'm curious as to what, what that looks like. So what exactly is professional? I mean, do y'all even believe in professionalism? Like, what, what exactly is that? Absolutely, we believe in professionalism. Professionalism is, hmm, okay. We believe in professionalism. Mm -hmm. okay, well, we believe in being professional. We believe in that sort of thing. Um, however, we believe professionalism uh, how do I say this? Professionalism should not be a both and conversation with code switching. Mm. Professionalism to us doesn't look like now all of a sudden putting on this face to fit corporate. No, 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 no. Professionalism for me looks like not just coming in a suit, right? Don't get me wrong. A suit professionalism, I don't think is wrong. Um, however, my professional looks like usually what I wear to church. And you know that I sometimes can wear a button down shirt, some ripped jeans and still look nice and still look professional. Mm -hmm. um, but professional is essentially more of a, I could almost say a lifestyle. I could. Hmm. I could you, almost you, say said, you said something, and I think um, that a lot of our listeners may have missed that one. You said something about the code switching piece. So let's talk about that because I think that that's an important, and this alludes to some of the things that you said a little earlier today. Code switching, let's talk to our listeners. What exactly is code switching? When you hear the, when you use the term code switching, what is that? So for code switching for, <laughs> for us and company, <laughs> code switching looks like putting on this, if I could explain it the best way I can, code switching looks like putting on this, you know, face of being, Professional, like Mitchell, go ahead and say what it is. Let's just talk. Let's let's say what code switching is. Code switching sometimes looking like trying to be like the wife of. Yeah, that's exactly that. That's what it is. Code that's what it looks like. Is is the idea that somewhere along the line, the terms of professionalism were made to be this way, and it has to look a certain way. That's 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 what it is. And that's so, what it is. For those of us who are African-American particularly, and I think some other minority groups go go through it to some degree, it looks a certain way. Like somebody said that professionalism looks like, you know, for instance, I remember for guys, you had to have a, a, your haircut had to be a certain way. Like it was the fade was the most appropriate, right? If anything beyond a fade was considered inappropriate. If you had locks or cornrows or anything like that, that was considered not non-professional. Um, that's why you have the crown, you know, we talk about the crown act, so to speak, right? Where it was the idea that, um, you know, especially with women, um, the idea of going natural and having the natural locks and the, you know, the braids and all that stuff was considered inappropriate. Um, so I, I think that I appreciate what you said about that because there is this conversation about who determined what exactly is professionalism, right? And, you know, and, and the code switching is the idea that, look, if I'm going to be successful in this environment, I have to switch my code, right? I have to 
say certain things, even though I may not believe it, I do it because it gets me through the door. It gets me where I need to get to. And um, that's just a reality. So I appreciate that. And I, and what I'm what I'm hearing you say is, again, this goes back to the conversation we had earlier, where let's start questioning these things, right? Like, what about a suit with, you know, a certain color tie and wearing the certain shoes with the suit makes it professional, right? Is it is it professional because you just said it was professional or is it like something magical about, you know, about it? Professionalism to me looks like you walk in with the credentials for the job. If we're talking about, like if we're talking about jobs here, walking with the credentials, you walk in with the reputation, you walk in with the rapport and you walk in with the mindset. And then the clothes just kind of follow to me. Like I don't have to walk into everywhere that I'm at in, I mean, the greatest suit I got. I, I don't have to do that. I'm professional in a jean jacket. I'm oh, professional. Question, and this is where I struggle because this is me being a little older. So, because I, I, I had that conversation with some folk and they were like, well, I'm not going to do all that to go to work, blah, blah, blah. But then I look on Instagram and you are doing that. Like you will dress up, not you per se, but the people who say, I'm not going to do all that to go to work. But then you do dress to the nines for like special events. Like if you go to bar one's, you know, opening session, I'm, I'm using right. examples of like some pop culture thing. Right, like, right, right. Seeing the celebrities get together, they go to the Oscars, they go to the Emmys, or you go to the after parties for whatever, or you just want to have a night out with your friends, right? Um, I have some friends that are going out, you know, they go out because, um, you know, bachelor, bachelor weekend, right? And, and they're getting together, and they're going out to the club in Vegas. We do know how to dress up. So we're choosing not to do it for work. Why, how sway? Like, how does that work? Like, how, how does that even, how do we reconcile that? Um, the best way I can reconcile it is it's a choice. Hmm. You are grown. You can do what you want to do. If you want to dress up for like me personally, I'll be honest with you. I don't like dressing up like, like to the, uh, sometimes That's I'm just like, now, now I've known you, you're not that way. And, and for me, I like to dress up. Part of what my limitations was just my size. And so, you know, mm -hmm. to get all that fabric. <laughs> um, so I get that. So, I mean, now that I'm I'm losing weight, like it is kind of fun to go in my closet again and pull out some dressier clothes and, and that sort of thing. But like, I guess the question becomes, if you can do that for like your social life, why is it that you're not willing to do that for your professional life? Do you feel like that may be a hypocrisy, so to speak? Do I feel like it could be an hypocrisy? I'm not going to lie to you. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, I guess it could be. Hmm. Only because, well, your social life, um, I would say like this. Social life sometimes can be used to get a break. Mm -hmm. So you will be more invested in your social life because your professional life is sucking the life out of you. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you would be more invested in your social life dressing and having fun and just still you know like being a person rather than dressing up going to work depending on if you like a job or not um depending upon like going to work and just having to do this job this is why i typically get like this is why you should get jobs that you actually like 
Because mm -hmm. if you go on there every day, you're not going to feel like dressing up versus social life. You're hanging with people you like. You're doing something you like. So I think the the interest sometimes comes out in what you wear. Like I'm interested in going out with my friend to that bar one event. I'm interested in going to the image with my friends versus me going to work every day. And also social life is not something you can necessarily tend to every day because of professional life. So I feel like it's all in interest. But your job pays your bills so that you can have a social life. So like here, let me give you a such as. Let me give you a such as. And I'm, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, Mitchell. No, you're fine. So we had, I was having a conversation in my office. Um, and this was a couple of years ago. We were having a conversation about clothes, like just clothes for work and stuff. Mm -hmm. and one of the comments that was made by someone in, in the conversation was like, I'm not going out and buying nice, like extra clothes to wear to work. I'm going to go out and buy nice clothes. If I'm going to spend the money on nice clothes, I'm going to get nice clothes for what I do outside of work. Hmm. And they were like, you know, so if I if I have some faded pants, I'm going to do the, I'm not going to replace the faded pants to go to work. But I would basically where we left the conversation was they will replace the faded pants to have their nightlife because they're not going to invest in clothes for their job. Well, I guess we could look at what kind of job do you have? like if you like we're talking about a job with a professional setting. I'm assuming yeah, in, a, in an office. Yeah. I don't agree, but I don't disagree. Okay, help me out. Help me understand this. I don't agree because I feel like in a professional setting, I mean, in a professional setting, I feel like it's not. Hmm. It all depends on what you want to do. You can't reconcile it, can you? Because I can't. I'm really like I'm trying, but I really can't. It makes no sense, I, does it? I feel like it does make sense, but I also feel like it all depends on the person. What is their standard of professionalism, I guess? Uh, if they feel like the painted pants with whatever outfit they're wearing looks professional enough. Because there's professional and then there's professional enough. Yeah. So I feel like if they feel like it's professional enough, like bare minimum professional, then that's fine. But bare minimum professional, I guess, doesn't look well for the social life. Like you... Yeah. So to some extent, I see where he's coming from, but I'm also like, okay, yeah, that does kind of make sense. So you would want to be professional at the job, like okay. that makes sense. So all right, let me let me change this up then. Let me change this up. So we talk about professionalism, and we we kind of have some some thoughts on that. What do y'all do for fun? Like, so what is fun now? Because you know, it was funny. I remember growing up, we would get together after school, go to the mall. Um, you know, sometimes you'd be out just about, you could actually be out and about and just chill. It's like, it almost feels like it's kind of dangerous just to be out and about these days. But like, not the malls are closing. Like, they're not real malls anymore. They're they're the outdoor festival type places and stuff like that. I know. So like, what is what is fun for a zier? Like, uh, what what is it that y'all do for fun? We gotta describe the two. Okay. Fun for fun for a Gen Zer with an old soul. Fun okay. for a Gen fun for a Gen Zer, just the general, average Gen Zer. I'm gonna speak from fun from a Gen Zer with an old soul. Got it. Fun for me looks like, and this gonna I promise y'all this gonna sound so old. Somebody's gonna relate to this, and I'm really gonna be upset. Fun for a Gen Zer 
looks like sitting on the couch, get this, watching the Carol Burnett show. A Carol Burnett show? Mm-hmm. Watching the Carol Burnett show. Now, is that, that's just Fun, that's me. That's why I said Gen Z with an old soul because it's me. I'm the Gen Z with an old soul. But I feel like fun, I feel like fun for us sometimes includes like it's more technology. Like, I feel like it's more technology based, like watching Netflix shows, FaceTime. FaceTime is always fun, depending upon who you call. Um, video games. So so let's talk about the FaceTime thing. Like, what is it about um, the FaceTime? That that doesn't satisfy like that satisfies like like a regular phone conversation doesn't. A regular phone conversation is fine, but if you're on Facetime with somebody and you're talking about some stuff, we have reactions, we have facial reactions, so you kind of want to see the reaction because by the reaction you don't necessarily need the words. Reaction time saves a lot of people from saying stuff because you already know how they feel by their face. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, and I feel like being on Facetime is. If you're not with the person, it's much better. It's more of like a, a company kind of thing, whereas a regular phone call, it's just, I mean, it's, it's just static. Like, it's very it's, static, whereas FaceTime is yeah. a little more dynamic. FaceTime is a little more dynamic, yeah. Well, and also too, you know, um, I I have fallen in love with Marco Polo because I think Marco Polo is very cool because it's like you have a thought. You're like, oh, I want to tell this person this thought, but at the same time, their your times aren't adding up, you know. And so you leave the thought, then you get to get the reaction back. And I think the same thing applies for that. That's why I'm a huge fan of Marco Polo. Um, I like Marco Polo actually. Yeah, Marco Polo is great. Marco Polo is great too. If you can, um, like, I have a group. You've met the elders, my my friends, um, from time to time on the show, and um, you know, we'll we'll keep a conversation going, and it's just always fun to go back and watch some of the old episodes in the Marco Polo and stuff. Um, I, you and I have Marco Polo. We don't talk as much on it as we probably should, but um, Marco No, because I sent you, I, I saw you on there and I was like, you know what? Let me go annoy him. I, I think I remember telling you, I sent you that, I sent you a Marco Polo specifically to be annoying. <laughs> but yeah, I definitely will start. I use, because I use it for, I use it for family and I use it for like a few friends, mm-hmm. but most of the friends that I have, have iPhones. Yeah, so, I don't have I an iPhone, time. and I'm not going to have an iPhone. So, although I do use I do use FaceTime when I'm on my iPad. You know what? Let me take a quick break so we can uh, get out of here. Focused on photo, versed in video, for any media brings visions to life from headshots to family shoots, casual candids to structured scenes. Our team can provide whatever you need. In Baltimore, you may have seen us at local events such as the Poly City Tailgate or the Randallstown Rom. You can find us on all social media platforms at the number four, Any Media. For any media, for anything, contact us so we can So the face-to-face is always an important piece. I love that. I love that. So we are in the part of the show every fourth Saturday. We always like to go ahead and get to our head-to-head. We're always looking for some interesting conversations about head-to-head. I'm going to ask you, Mitchell. We are in the fall season. First of all, fall versus summer. Which which one are you, team fall, team summer? Now, I would have to say fall. I like sweaters. I like a little cooler weather because I, I, I like to take walks in cooler weather. So fall is fall is actually one of my top seasons. Really? 
Because mm-hmm. it's it's not it's it's not hot, it's not cold, it's comfortable in whatever I want to wear, be it a hoodie, a sweater, or a jean jacket. I don't have to be hot. And since we know you're gonna wear a hoodie all the time, it, one it, thing about me, you gonna have a hoodie. I'm gonna have a hoodie. I am Team Summer still. I really? I just I I'm fine with the heat because I because what comes after fall fall to me never lasts long. It's it's never lasts long. It never lasts long. It's it's gonna be like this for a few minutes, and then it's just gonna go straight to cold. And I just I was gonna say I agree. I agree. Fall is that like transitional season, where it's like it doesn't stay, but mm-hmm. it's like hot, comfortable for a little bit, cold. Yeah, I I get it. The Kevin, thank you, Kevin. Kevin is team summer as well. Um, I you know I'm gonna be honest with you. I've gotten to a point where I'm fine with not having winter. Um, I'm okay with it. I will visit winter. Um, I, I, will, winter, though. I, I appreciate the Southwest Delta. All of them can get me to winter <laughs> and they can get me to winter all the different parts of the world. <laughs> I, like, I like, um, I like when, I mean, I was born in winter, so I guess, and you know, like I'm, I'm a winter kid. So I love like the whole feel of winter and snow and Christmas and movies and hot chocolate and, Intro- introverts can really be introverts. Like, I'm so serious. Introverts can really be introverts in winter because we don't want to come out the house. It's too anyway. cold. Yeah, I mean, I like winter up to Christmas. And then it's just like after Christmas, after New Year's, then it's just like, it's just cold. Like those those two to three weeks in January that are just bone chilling, like just, I'm good. I'm over it. I'm so over yeah, it. Yeah, I will admit those two weeks just kind of seem like useless. Yeah, I'm just over it. So, and then it just takes forever. Then we're in this lull where it's just like, it's like, oh, we're marching to, and then I think also the fact that January to like April, there aren't that many holidays. I mean, I guess you have President's Day. Um, I think there's something else. Martin Luther King Day. But then after that, it's like the straight, just anyway, I'm not a fan. So, pumpkin. Like everybody is like everybody was really chomping at a bit. I think it was September first or something like that, or after Labor Day or something. You got into the whole um um ha my boy Pastor Larry, what's up, man? Uh good morning, brothers team fall because I can layer my clothes to wear a fire tee or sweat. Boom. <laughs> that that yeah. opinion. That's what everybody says they could, you can put you don't get to do it that long, but okay. Because see, I match my outfits with my like I have sweaters in my closet. I match my outfits with my sweaters. So whatever shirt I wear, you gotta believe I got a sweater to find it. I can wear the shirt and feel confident about the shirt, but the sweater feels so much better. And I'm so ready because Monday I have a sweater and an outfit. Oh, I got it all planned out. Yeah, I, I just I'm just not there yet. All right, so Pumpkin, like, are you into the whole pumpkin nope. spice lattes and nope. pumpkin flavored everything? Nope. Yeah, I. So me and y'all can joke me. I I want pumpkin the pumpkin season to go away because once the pumpkin season goes away, we get into uh, peppermint. <laughs> yeah, I am a huge peppermint true. mocha fan. I love peppermint mochas. Like that's that's like my favorite thing. That's my jam. It's my grown up hot chocolate. Um, One thing I do appreciate is that each season has its like labeled drink or like kind of flavor. Like yeah, fall has pumpkin, yeah. winter like peppermint, spring. I think what is what is like a spring? I was gonna ask you like what is the spring? Thing? I think summer. Okay, I can I can speak to summer. Summer has more like 
lemonades. Fruits, like lemonades yeah, and yeah, yeah. But I think spring is more of a melon. Well, I guess watermelon is melon. I don't know. Yeah, we I guess we gotta I guess we gotta figure out something for for spring. We got what do y'all know? What is the what is the drink of choice for spring, y'all? What's the drink of choice? Shirella just said yes. What are you referring to, Shirella? Is she following something? I know you're not talking about pumpkin. I think she's referring to the clothes because she loves fall clothes and I love them too. Sweaters and although she I do like it when she puts her little boots on. That's that's nice. Are we I was like, is this is this the time where people start pulling out the Uggs and stuff? Like is are we here now? Are we here? So uh Pastor Redman said citrus or strawberry. Yeah, so citrusy stuff happens in the spring. Yeah, I think that works. Yes, Shavella said the cardigans. The cardigans. The cardigans, and all the cardigans. That. yes. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, you start putting the Uggs on. You put the flip-flops away. This, um, this, we get into that season where, like, if you got to go in the morning, you can wear the sweater and you can wrap it like somebody's auntie while you're walking outside. This is this is that season. And then you can see it's getting a little nip out here. I am so ready for that. My friends hate it when I say that because they're like, what does that even mean? But I'm like, it's a little nip out here. Yeah, you probably shouldn't say things like nip. You know, that's becoming a thing that's uh isn't it like socially unacceptable to say nippy now? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I honestly have no idea. Oh uh, well, anyway, we are in the midst of throws a fall. So so Mitchell, you I wanna I wanna close out on this because I'm very proud of you in this. You um were you pitched some, something for your school district. As you all know, uh, Mitchell is a part of the Baltimore City Public School System. He goes to Baltimore School for the Arts. And, um, you know, Baltimore, Baltimore City Schools right now is under a little bit of heat. They're, they're trying to say that you guys aren't getting what y'all need as it pertains to your education. But there's still some awesome things that are happening in Baltimore City. And so tell the folk about what you're doing, what your latest project is. So my latest project, and I'm very proud of it, um, my latest project I have started a new podcast. Mm -hmm. uh, we just got finished the first episode on Wednesday. Um, when it releases, I'll send it to Dr. Mike. But it's, it will be called Off the Grid. And let me tell you, I'm very proud because they gave me free reign to say what it is that I wanted to say. Um, they just told me don't cuss. And that wasn't necessarily the problem. It was just the fact that if I say it, I'm going to say it with my entire chest. And I'm going to mean it, and somebody in corporate going to get mad. Well, I don't have to worry about that. I can say what I want to say. Off topic. Point is, I was able to sit down with one of my um, very good friends um, who was also on, on the grind right now. She's a part of their equity and diversity board. Um, she is one of the best. She is one of the best dancers I have seen. Um, so... I was able to do that this week, and yeah, I'm very excited about the project. It I probably will be posting pictures and stuff on Facebook. If you don't follow my Facebook, um, go follow my Facebook. I have the photos from the first episode on my Facebook, and hmm, let's see what else about the new project. What else about the new project? It is funded What's by Baltimore City Schools. Off Baltimore the grid. City is, and it's called Off the Grid. Um, so I just ask, is is it on Google Podcasts? Will it be on Google Podcasts? I think it will be on Google Podcasts. Yeah. I think it will. I know the one that I have currently that um has kind of been dormant for a while. A Vibe Central podcast is on Google Podcasts, okay. um, and Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you want to go check out some previous episodes, 
um, of that. But off the grid, I'm very proud about it. We got to sit down and talk about mental. Thank you, Mr. We got to sit down and talk about mental health, um, which is a really important topic for me, um, mm -hmm. specifically for it was for the both of us. And watch closely because other episodes are being filmed with some of my favorite people. Very good, man. Well, extremely proud of you, brother. Make sure we'll let you know when Off the Grid um, is actually edited and put out there. And then also Vibe Central. We'll make sure we have a link through our social media to Vibe Central so that you can check Mitchell out. Well, as always, Mitchell, it is always a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, thank you all for tuning in today, y'all. It was always, it was, it was great. It was great just talking and just chilling and, and getting some insight and with that being said, I wish you all the best that God has for you. Oh, thank you, Brother uh, Redman. Always encouraged by young brothers doing great things. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Um, I wish you all the best that God has for you. Until we meet again, peace. Peace out. We got to get out. Thanks for tuning in to Headspace with Dr. Mike. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on social media at Headspace DM to continue the dialogue with other Headspacers regarding today's show. Everyone is filling their Headspace with something. The question is, what are you filling yours with? Tune in next week.